Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, happy new year to you as uh, we debut this episode just after the start of the year and you have a lovely background to represent it. Oh yeah, 2022. Like you have to say the same thing as 2020 and then add two at the end. <laughs> that just I seems think. like extra work for an entire year. <laughs> just, I don't know. Way to start on a downer. Yeah, I don't know if I'm up for this. Yeah, every time I say well, it, it's extra. And, and speaking of extra work, uh, you have brought a dilemma to our conversation today. It's something both of us have dealt with many times with some organizations that we've worked for. And uh, I know the, the way you put it was uh, <laughs> the toxic high producer dilemma. So could you tell us, tell us a little bit about your situation? Yeah, the THPD, as we call it. <laughs> we've, we've never called it that. It's never ever. <laughs> yeah, never happened. But yeah, the toxic uh, high performer dilemma it's it's happened in almost every organization we've ever worked with yeah. you've got you've got the the superstar right everybody expects the superstar you know they, they have a little diva uh, you know kind of esque kind of right. thing going on right. and, and so and then what happens when when you're when your diva is your top producer right your most mm -hmm. effective employee your best salesperson your uh you know highest you know producing uh technical person so so You've got you've got this toxic employee. They they bring a ton of negativity, and, and yet right. they're performing at the highest level and contributing mightily to your bottom line. So, literally putting up numbers, quantifiably, measurably, a value to your organization. Also, destroying your organization in some some uh, insidious way or or uh, uh, some way that so far you've overlooked. But boy, push has come to shove now. Oh yeah, yeah. The the what they put on the balance sheet is easily measurable. Uh, whether it's 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 sales or they they they're faster right. at their job and more accurate than anybody else. The, all of it's measurable, yeah. specific stuff. The downside is completely subjective. Right. You have no idea, right? You the the negativity, the complaining, uh, right? The 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 you know taking other people off their game uh, by focusing yep. them on the negative stuff and keeping people, as we say, below the line uh, around them. Uh, so yeah, it's, you, you know that it's harming you, but it's almost impossible to measure the extent of that harm. Yeah. So uh, it, it, you're reminding me, we didn't really talk about this, Mike. So hopefully I'm not throwing you a curveball. but I remember our mentor and friend that we've mentioned many times, Greg Tansky, saying that you know the one job a manager could not delegate was developing your people and and i i think that goes a little bit part and parcel with uh your approach here because i know you've said that you know you have to protect the culture the manager has to protect that culture and keep people positive and and productive is that a is that a fair way of of looking at why this person who is so measurably helping the organization also has to be addressed. Oh, definitely, definitely. You're right, right? So, so that, that saying, you get what you allow, right? Your culture is yep. what you allow. That's culture. 
And, and so, so if I'm allowing this person to be negative, I'm inviting others to join them. And okay. I'm signaling to the rest of the group that this is acceptable behavior. Uh, yeah, to, right. to, to create this kind of environment, it's, it's perfectly acceptable. Okay, so let me ask you, what choices do you have? I know you've had a recent, uh, you know, specific incident, but, uh, but, you know, in general, in a general sense, what choices do you have when you have to address this? No, great question. And I've actually got three of them going on uh, right now. <laughs> Uh, by the time this episode airs, uh, we will know the outcomes <laughs> of what happened. Right? And that's one of the reasons we're talking about it now. The end of the year, you, yeah. you know, managers, leaders start to think about, okay, what's the team I want to go into this coming year with? Mm. And am I, is this a natural spot to make a difficult decision? And, yeah. and there's really only, there's two decisions. Uh, you either remove the person from your organization, uh, well, yeah, you, they, you, know, you fire them, separate, right, downsize them, whatever you want to call it, uh, or uh, you make uh, the commitment to change them uh, through mm -hmm. your coaching and leadership. Uh, and that's it. The, the, the only thing that you can't do here is let it remain as a status quo. You cannot yeah. let things go as they are. So you either gotta, you either gotta get rid of them, or you gotta step up your game how you interact with them and see if you can you know, change them into a someone who's a more positive contributor to your culture. Right. I've certainly asked in in a coaching session. I've asked a manager, you know, what will happen if you do nothing? Mm -hmm. And uh, they they kind of get the jitters and and then say, okay, yeah, I'm ready to make a change. You know. Uh, so, so if you're going to do that though, that's a commitment, right? You, if you're saying, I'm not going to let this person go, I'm going to actually work on helping them change. Um, you're, you're now, you, you can't, you can't change them. You can only change how you go about leading them is what mm -hmm. you just said. So what are some potential things that you could do, uh, to change your leadership style with this person? Well, I think the, the first thing you have to do is, is clarify your expectations. You know, here's, mm -hmm. the, here's the vision for our organization. Here's the culture that we're striving to create. And here's yep. my expectations of how you, you interact in that culture, yep. uh, how, you, how you show up at work and how you interact with your people, how you interact with me. And so, so being crystal clear on the expectations, uh, you know, not leaving those to chance. The next thing that now, has now, now, before you move on, before you move on, you, you make a really interesting statement there uh, that uh, you would crystallize these. Um, you know, is this like uh, the poster on the wall that says teamwork and it shows a bunch of rowers, you know, pulling the same direction? Like, is that the kind of crystallizing we're talking about? Or like, what, what do you mean, you know, being clear about those expectations? Well, I think what you have to do is you have to, to bring voice to the culture that you have, if, if it's the culture that you've hoped for, or the culture that you're aspiring to be. And so, yeah, the, the, mm. the, the teamwork poster, you know, together, everyone achieves more, whatever, not, right. not enough, right? I need to, to hear from you as the leader. What is it that, that if, if we were operating in the, the ideal circumstances, what would it look like? And, and sometimes we, we help people think of this, right? On your best day, when you were most proud of your organization, what were we doing? What were you doing? What was your team yep. doing? And, and that becomes the vision. 
Right. What if, what well, if we can operate at the best day ever every day? Yeah, and and telling about the best day ever—that's a story. You know, I've, I've been working with an organization recently. They've been spelling out their origin story and literally spelling it out, putting it onto paper for the first time. And in that story, are you know one of the one of the employees put it to me that uh, she said uh, this is this is like. Um, when an adopted person meets their birth parents, like suddenly everything makes sense. Like, no wonder I do things that way. It's because that's how we do things around here when we're up to our game uh, at, at a level. So uh, maybe that story needs to be spelled out. Maybe, maybe we need to keep telling those stories of when we see it happening in uh, our current employees. You know, what a great example of teamwork, if teamwork is one of those things. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, so okay. yeah, the, the, the story, even thinking about having this conversation might be good for the leader to help, you know, crystallize and, and yep. clearly, you know, formulate in their head, what is my vision? What is, yeah. the, what is right. the ultimate workplace culture I want to foster here? Yep. And all of a sudden now it becomes clear to them and then it becomes easier to communicate to this team member. And okay, so, so you communicate these expectations. What's, what's the next... Uh, possibility of, of what you might do here? Well, one of the things that we see in these situations is the, is the, the toxic team member has exhausted the manager. And so mm -hmm. the manager is no longer calling out the employee uh, when they do something right or whether or that's, that's positive to the culture or where they do something that's negative to the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen instances where they just avoid the person altogether. They, they come mm -hmm. in a different door so they don't have to talk with them, right? They're just mm -hmm. mentally exhausted yep. from dealing with this person. And so you have to, as the leader, make the commitment that I will now interact with this person on a much greater scale. Mm -hmm. When they're doing something right, I'm going to be right there to call it out. And when they're, when they're taking away from the culture, I can no longer turn a blind eye to it. I will... Uh, have that difficult conversation right as it's happening. Okay. And that was what I was going to ask is when do you have those difficult conversations? And you'd say, as soon as you see a violation of that culture that you're trying to build. Mm -hmm. Well, and part of it is you want to, you want to, you know, the, the learning is better, the closer it takes place to the, to the incident we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing is the people all around this person are already skeptical of the manager, the leader, uh, because he or she hasn't done anything to address this person by now. They're right. wondering, well, how does he get away with that? You know, how does she yep. keep doing that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So, so by you addressing it, no matter, you know, you want to address it in private, they'll all still know. So, you know, yeah. uh, they'll right. know that you're taking action and you're taking action quickly uh, when there's, when there's incidences big and small that are occurring. And, and to do so on a regular basis yeah, for an extended is, period of time. This is an extended commitment. This is like mm -hmm. getting a puppy. <laughs> like this, is a, <laughs> this is a years long commitment, right? So, so when you think about how difficult it is to change someone else, all you have to do is think about how difficult it is to change yourself. And now you know the task before you. And so how difficult that that's going to be. If the, the, your only saving grace is if the person truly wants to be there, mm -hmm. right? This is that once and offers. If you want to be here, if you want this to be your home, you're, this is where you want to finish out your career, then here are the things that I, I'm going to have to have. 
for this. You tour. made a point uh, earlier, excuse me for interrupting you, but you made a point earlier that, you know, a lot of these people really do want to work there and they really do have a skill set that is huge. And in fact, they might even, you know, we talked about this. We work with a lot of technicians. Technicians are great at diagnosing vehicles and they diagnose problems. They, they have uh, some real insight into problems in the organization that they'd like to see addressed. Oh, yeah. But and they're toxic. Yeah, it's their presentation uh, of uh -huh. their ideas that, that I find gets them into trouble or, or puts them in a negative light. And, but most of the time when they say stuff, you, you know, if you'll, if you'll quit listening to the delivery and actually listen to the content, you go, yep. yeah, you're right. <laughs> and the manager right. will agree. Right. Well, they got a good point. <laughs> you yep. know? So they're, yep. they're, they're agreeing with them, but the, the presentation. And so, and you often find with these folks that they're struggling uh, with the same kind of issues, both with their friends and their family. Uh -huh. uh, that the, they know this is, you know, I come across this way and, and yeah, my wife tells me the same thing. And, uh, yeah, right. you hear that a lot. And so the, the opportunity for the, for, the, for the manager, the leader, the coach is, is to not only help this person at work, uh, but to help them in life. Yeah. And so, so there's this huge noble calling here that if, if, if I can get them to become better at how they present their ideas and the manner in which they bring forth this good stuff, uh, yeah. they'll probably be better with it at, at home as well as work. And, and that's fair, Mr. and Miss and Mrs. Manager. It is fair to go there with that employee, I believe. I think it's, it's fair to say, wow, that seems like a great insight. How might that impact you outside of work? if you made that change. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, uh, and, and you will, you know, we, we've all seen it, uh, seen it happen where uh, they come back and say, you literally changed my life. Oh yeah. Yeah. They come back and go, yeah, things are going so much better at home. Yeah. <laughs> I tried it's that beautiful. thing you told me and it, you know, that we talked about and it works, it works here and it works at home. And, and so you got this person, incredibly high producer, um, has good ideas, uh, yep. But they're but they're just tearing your team apart. And uh, yeah, can I help them get better? The other thing that we see is that sometimes, you know, the reason managers don't make this decision sooner is because they can measure specifically and objectively the upside that this person brings, but they cannot measure in any way, shape or form what they're keeping the team from potentially rising to. Right. And so we see this, we've seen this multiple times. We take out the, the high producer and everybody's like, how will we, you know, we're, we're doomed, right? How will we ever yep. produce it? And then all of a sudden they hire somebody, that person's producing average, but the team steps up their game. And all of a sudden the team, the overall department, the overall organization's yep. performance is better than it was with the high producer. Yeah. Yeah. They flourished. No doubt about it. Yeah, I call it the um, Terrell Owens syndrome. So Terrell Owens is a wonderful football player. He just, you know, his individual stats were amazing. Every team that you put him on struggled, right? Mm -hmm. The team, there was infighting, divisiveness, and stuff like that. Terrell always got his numbers. So eventually the team would, you know, they'd, they'd coach him. It didn't work. They'd release him. And another team would look at him and go, sure could use those numbers and we could use those yep. stats you know well he's hard to manage you know wow we we're different and they bring him on he'd destroy the team get his numbers 
go go out as a free agent and somebody else would pick him up. And so, uh, yeah. And so we see this in the workplace, right? That guy's or girl's numbers are fantastic, but the, but it's creating such animosity and divisiveness in the team. The team is not winning. So if you see that syndrome, you're, you're aware of it, you're ready to, to uh, take action on it. I, I think there's sort of one last question that would be in my uh, uh, conversation with that manager, which is, if you're going to say yes to changing your leadership with this person, what are you going to have to say no to? Mm-hmm. Um, how, would you, how would you address that? Oh, well, it's all the, uh, the things where we've gotten, where the manager has become worn down. And so mm-hmm. you're going to have to say no to coming in the door and avoiding conversations with them. You're going to have to say no to not wanting to hear when other employees are complaining about this person. You're going to have to say mm-hmm. no to putting off the difficult conversations that need to be had. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a whole lot of things that have to be said no to. And, and that's why when we're, we're coaching one of our leaders about this, right, we want to lay this out clearly that the, the you know, they have to internalize the amount of effort it's going to take yep. in order to, to, to salvage this. You had said, uh, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze for you? Just having a manager think through that, uh, that balance and, and making the decision to commit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, well, that's and when we think about it, right, we've done multiple episodes on the great resignation. Yep how difficult it is to find great people. And here we're talking yep. about purposely letting go of a great person. Right. <laughs> you know, the, it's like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this makes no sense. But the leadership sees the, 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 the harm that's being caused to the, to the organization and potentially yeah. to the team's performance, where I see some of them even taking that risk, saying, I don't have anybody to replace this person with but I can't let them stay here any longer. Yeah. And I have done all the things that I believe I can do uh, to, to help them to change, to fit in here better. And I've, I will sleep soundly knowing I did everything in my power to help this person to, to fit here and stay here. And, but it's not working and we have to separate and it's going to cause us some short-term pain Yep. Uh, but in the long term, I think it's what's best for my company and for our culture. Pay now or pay later. There you go. Thank you, All Mr. Right. STP. <laughs> no one will get that reference. <laughs> Rel Owens, I, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on in this episode. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that with us, Mike. And um, I, I think uh, we'll give uh, Mr. John Wolf the last word here. Uh, and, and I, I want to just give people an opportunity in the comments. Uh, you know, how would you handle a toxic employee? How have you handled a toxic employee? What would you add to uh, the, 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 the very uh, you know, broad brushstrokes that we've painted here? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, comment, subscribe, all the things we're supposed to say. I'm saying them right now. There you go. Hit the button below. The, uh, well, I think the, the last thing, if you're struggling, if you're a leader and you're in this situation and you're struggling and you just need somebody to talk it through with, uh, then by all means, yeah, hit either one of us up. We've, we've, uh, we've been dealing this one for over two decades now. So 
Um, it's come up a few times. Yeah, we won't give you the answers, but we'll definitely ask you the questions to help you think That's through right. what your next step should be. So That's right. Happy to do that. And speaking of Beautiful. happy, uh, let's hear from John. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. It doesn't take a genius. The blog dedicated to reducing the irreducible. Next time, prime numbers. What makes them so special? Join us then. And thanks for listening.